Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. So we apologize for the uh, delay. We're a bit behind because of Easter. Easter, we, we went and hung out with our individual families, mm-hmm. and Tim never actually watched last week's no. The Brothers Jones. My wife and I did. Natasha's here. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Um, so, now, it's been a week, so our normally Weekly Hijack, the whole point is to do it on the cuff after immediately after you finish watching it. Um, we did not do that. But we'll do a very quick rundown, Natasha and I. Of the Brothers Jones. And, uh, and I'll be the peanut gallery for Woo-hoo! this time. Um, we, <laughs> my memories of the Brothers Jones was that it was quite a good episode. Henry got his pen. And I thought, yes, Henry's doing something. He doesn't lie to his mom and do all that stuff. He just comes out and says, hey, I'm going to try to help guys defeat Hades, etc. Which was nice. The whole Cruella DeVille uh, charming scene was kind of funny. <laughs> Where she's like, oh, I know you're not the evil brother. I was just trying to see, make you uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the the Killian the brothers Jones plotline. The the flashback was pretty good, but the the whole having an actual evil storybook, Underbrook storybook, um, was interesting. Well, I mentioned <laughs> the Underbrook storybook. The Underbrook storybook. Yeah, say that five. Or say, <laughs> no, say, it, uh, say it three times fast. Say, say I'm not sure you said it once. <laughs> right. The Underbrook storybook. There you go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Two points for me. <laughs> I don't know, Killian and Emma worked out some stuff. And, you know, they just, oh, they, I thought it was nice that we did this, the the kill, the Brothers Jones worked out their things and the his brother, Liam, and the whole crew got to go off to their version of a better place, which is kind of interesting. But, I know, anyways, it worked pretty well. It just keeps moving things forward. You get, you get these one-off, like, oh, moving people forward and clearing up lines. Hook finally realized that he was like, he was, he couldn't forgive himself. For getting caught and uh, be, being the dark one and, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And after talking to his brother, he could. And so, yeah, it's been, it was a good, I remember it being a very good, solid episode. And one more step on the, my increasing satisfaction and hope for this season. Mm-hmm. Which I think f- continues with today's episode. Oh, you didn't give Natasha time to say anything, did well, she? Well, she's looking, go yes. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I'm not sure I can remember enough of the episode to really comment, unfortunately. <laughs> we we thought about doing the moment of, and then baby needed diaper change and fed, and then after that we're like, oh, we forgot. Oh, so, man. I know. We should have done it then. <laughs> Maybe next time we will. All right. That makes sense what you said, though, about Hook, because he seemed much less Dark One-esque this episode. It, it, it really was a processing um, of his guilt last episode. Uh, which they've done really good this season. You know, Snow processed her whole thing, and mm-hmm. I guess kind of the whole magic thing with um, Regina that one episode. Yeah. And Henry processed, like, oh, I'm going to actually accept this author thing, not try to change the past. I mean, so there have been a lot of, like, decisions, which would be nice. Cool. And you, like you said, there was, it seems like a lot of course correcting in some ways. <laughs> yeah, not, and this, I think this episode is another ep- example of this, the current week's episode which i don't know the name of uh yeah i don't know real quick do you have it up no that's okay we'll put it it'll be in the episode title somewhere but um this current week's episode just they keep this season we start off this half season our first podcast was very skeptical skeptical yeah not quite cynical but skeptical (laughs) and they've been they've been they've been pleasantly good yeah there's there's been a lot of good decisions in this episode it was a zelina episode uh, which is can be kind of hit and miss, but this one was more hit than miss. It's interesting because this episode was remind me in some ways of the Cora Rumple episode when they flash back and did their love story. Oh, okay. I mean, in just the sense that you have two bad people and they have a relationship, and 
you suddenly get new shades of them than you had before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was really curious. I was trying to to figure out pinpoint Hades toward the second half of this thing. Yeah, because like my gut was that he was trying to manipulate her, but otherwise yeah. they were playing him pretty straight. He was so earnest yeah. about it. But yeah, I, I keep the lost watcher in me is like he's lying. Yeah. Well, he's earnestly evil too. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to tell if he has a good side at all. I mean, I feel like Zelina. I'm like I. Want to trust him, but I don't. Yeah, and I think that's been the smart, smart thing of the writers that they play. They have Zena's says lines like that. But we're thinking like, well, we want to trust you because you you are playing this up really honestly. But I can't, you know, they don't just wash over these things. They're they're yeah. addressing these. This episode addressed all sorts of things like, hey, you left babies behind, <laughs> you know, and th- this episode deals with that. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's like. Rumple, you're the dark one again? What's that about? <laughs> Which, yeah, that was actually a very satisfying scene it between was. Rumpelstiltskin and Belle. And maybe it's a justification after the fact. I still feel like they went for pure shock value in the midseason finale of him going bad again. But at least they finally gave some sort of explanation. I, like, I, I still feel like they could have done some foreshadowing. With, yeah. Like maybe having him eyeing the Dark One's daggers kind of longingly or something. But uh, but it was a very good kind of DTR, basically, between yeah. Bell and Rubble. Well, and it helps, you know, because we've had this very, it's been very hard to pinpoint what Rubble is the last couple. See, you know, he mm-hmm. very solid said, this is the crux of who I am. And, and suddenly it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense to me as a viewer. Like, I wish you would have said that, you know. A long time ago. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes writers play cards too close to the chest that you, we need to, <laughs> it kind of goes back to our implication yeah. podcast. Yeah. Like we, we need sometimes, thought. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you sometimes you want to hold that, but sometimes it's not getting through to your viewers what you have in mind. So you need to actually explain it. And this was a g- really good case of that. And we couldn't remember, and you hardcore oncers out there might know, but um, had we seen Dorothy before? Because Man, I don't, she, I don't remember she, her she ever play, showing they up. They played before. her in such a way that it's like I want to see more of this story. Yeah, like it. It was the sort of thing when you saw Dorothy running around, you wanted to do a a miniseries like they did with Alice Wonderland, Wonderland which yeah. was really I really enjoyed the Alice. Well, it, and it was very simple. You know, Alice they made Alice kind of a tough heroine yeah. chick, and and Dorothy here looked very similar. I think we have seen Dorothy, I but think, was she a, more of a kid when we saw? Oh, her? maybe that could be. And then it's like the return to Oz, Dorothy. Mim, possibly. I think I think you're right. It seems like we have seen her, but I did not remember her being like that. No, she wasn't like that. She was a kid, and I think she was kind of naive, and weren't there three... Like pigtails still and all that sort of deal? I don't remember how she looked, but she it didn't be... seem like that nice. Isn't there an episode when she, like, I did I something get... with the witches? There were more witches, and... oh. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's we, vaguely familiar. I'm sorry, we're we apologize. <laughs> Our memories of some of these that lit earlier seasons is very funny. Yeah, well, and and that would have been like when when did they first introduce Selena? The oh, that was like this is the f- fifth season. I want to say like sometime like second half of the third. I think so. Yeah, so I think it was right after Frozen, wasn't it? No, it was the first half of that because that was whole the monkeys and they did the time. That was the first half of. Season three, yeah. Was it? Because the second half was a Frozen, I think. Yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. Because the, because Elsa came out of her spell. Oh, okay, yes, you're right. Or, yeah. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Because Elsa came. That might be right, but I still think like because I, I thought Frozen was the first half because that was like the the summer cliffhanger. Like Elsa was gonna come. Oh, I, maybe I felt like they built up that. Oh, that maybe over summer. I just remember. Anyway, yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. But it, yes. it's not that important. Um, <laughs> we we now still that we've spent five minutes. On it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we're, some we're, great dialogue. This oh, really? episode, like the the blind witch, has been great. Actually, she's been much more entertaining. These under story underbrook than she was in the whatever original episode was. Like when you can have just fun with like, yeah, go check out the haunting phone booth. Yeah, like, <laughs> you breathe into this. It sells a good on a black market, and, uh, and Charming's like. <gasps> Like great, yeah. <laughs> they're regulars now. They're regular. feel bad. They're, they're like regulars <laughs> in the underworld. And then even the, even the conversation between um, Hades and Hades just—he was fun this episode. I mean, he was very he's interesting. Always fun. I think yeah. he's very interesting. Yeah, his character. Yes, but him and uh, Rumple, you know, the opening conversation the, was very uh, nice. Yeah, very nice. I don't want to tell you anything, but you keep telling me stuff. You know? <laughs> it's like the playing of the two. It's like two villains kind of playing off each other. It's good stuff. It was kind of sad to see the scarecrow lose his brain, though. Yeah, that was kind of like man. Which I was a little confused by that. I thought the scarecrow. The whole point of the scarecrow was that he didn't need or already had a brain. I, I, I never actually thought he had a physical brain. That sort of surprised me. Well, this, in this version, but yeah, and, and instantly I would be curious to poll our listeners: which is the more garish of the of fantasy worlds, <laughs> Wonderland or Oz? Oh. Mm. Mm, that's a good. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> depends what it depends what colors you like best. <laughs> on Once Upon a Time, typically I think it's I think Oz is the more garish. But if you if you were going by Tim Burton standards, yeah. it might be Wonderland. <laughs> Another thing this episode did is that it acclimates Zelina like she was not just a, you cared for. Her. Yeah, there was an actual her when she gave her the baby back because she she felt it was the only way to protect the baby, and she was legitimately crying over it. it's like wow i feel sympathy for the first time for you and i mean you felt a little bit like when you were first getting her story but she she had used that sympathy up a yeah. long time ago yes so. <laughs> because she's just been kind of a conniving villain for a long time like twirling her mustache and yeah and it, and it works because her whole thing and they played it really well they remind us early on that her whole abandonment issues that she was abandoned as a child and never mm-hmm. had her mom and anything so the whole trying to protect her child thing plays really well, especially in the context of reminding us about that. Yes. With her, oh, you're celebrating Abandonment Day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know if this correlation was on purpose, it reminded me a lot of the very first scene of the show, basically. I think like when Emma has her yeah. own cupcake in her apartment in New York. And oh, it probably was. Boston or whatever. Yeah. I didn't even, I, yeah, that's a good call. See, there's a lot of things in our skeptical phase. We've forgotten a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, but they're they're doing a good job. That you know they're staying focused on the main characters. They're making mm-hmm. us giving us new sides of old villains. Mm-hmm. You know, having having Regina actually be nice to her sister. Yeah, you know, it's too bad though that Zelina and Cora just missed each other. Yeah, that would have been a very interesting reunion. Yeah, I love. Has the, Zelina ever met Cora? Ah, uh, I feel like maybe, but I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe in a flash. Yeah, I don't know if in, in modern. And we know why they made Storybrooke. Well, in theory, assuming Hades is telling, telling the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Not what I would have expected. Now, my question on that is, say he's telling the truth about everything. So he brought the baby to save the baby. Which, uh, But why wouldn't you just bring... I guess you wouldn't just bring Zelina there because you're trying to prove 
prove to her that you're taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. Be, I guess then you could save the baby and then go and give it back to her later as a like, hey, look, I did. I did this. For I you. did this for you. Interesting. I mean, I guess if if that is his goal, then all the side stuff with the Charmings is just kind of unrelated to his Storybrook goal. Yeah. So I mean, it's possible, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but it's it's played straight enough that I could see either way happening. Yeah. Without calling foul. Mm-hmm. I had to also mention we loved it was the conversation with the handers like, oh, you're all authors now. You all know what you're right. <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank for, you. <laughs> for all the writers in the room. That, that, was, was... that was good stuff. <laughs> so anyways, another strong episode. This, is, this has been a good half season so far. Mm-hmm. And if they keep it up and they plan a good ending... Yeah. It'll be good. Well, I mean, and we liked most of the first half of the season, too, you know, aside from a few things here or there. Yeah. There's, there's some interesting things. Well, so, well, well, we like to complain about um, Arthur some. Arthur was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but, anyways. But, okay. Yeah. Anything else, Natasha? Mercy, anything? That's my baby here sleeping. She's, She's out. She it made her fall asleep. She didn't like it. <laughs> Zero stars. Zero stars. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. Be sure to check us out at dearoldtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. Until next time, this has been Tim. This is Nick. And Natasha. Yay. Right. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs>